The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I am the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the third anniversary of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. What am I talking about today, October 22nd? When I'm recording this, this is the third year anniversary of the show oh yeah and i tweeted about it and i got a lot of you wonderful people telling me congratulations and that you enjoy the show and thank you for the emails and the direct messages and all of that kind of stuff for those of you that don't know the email address and i know a lot of you do but there's always new people stop writing me going everybody knows the email address well everybody doesn't know the email address you bastards and i'm giving it anyway the email address to the show and to me is talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o my name of course s anthony at gmail.com you bastards and thank you very 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 much for uh for for saying wonderful things about this podcast and the fact that you enjoy this crap thank you very much for my longtime bastards much love to you to my current bastards who will soon be long-term bastards much love to you to future bastards who haven't heard this yet if you're hearing this at some point in the future much love to you too bastards in the future <laughs> i also want to say thank you very very much for the uh, condolences uh regarding my uh, uncle junior who passed away uh we had the funeral on thursday uh so you know that that whole segment is pretty much over with everything regarding the funeral and the wakes and the this and the that all of that is over with life has restarted on saturday and it's really weird because i know it's not going to really hit me that he's gone obviously it's going to hit me that he's gone because i went to the funeral and i viewed the body and all that kind of crap but what i'm saying is it's not going to really it doesn't really hit you to you to to you to you go to the part of your schedule where you where you're supposed to go to see him and it ain't going to happen, right? And that's what happens to everybody. Whenever something big happens and it's the end of something, whether it be a life or a job or anything like that, intellectually, you know something has changed, but until your routine is broken, nothing has changed. I'm telling you right now, that's how it feels. Now, this was an uncle I saw on a daily basis. If you listen to the last podcast, you know, I saw him damn near every day when he was as he when he when he was starting to get sick. I took him to this, that. And I saw him all the time. We talked all the time. Go listen to the last episode, the last segment of the last episode. I don't want to rehash any of that stuff because it's going to make me get bummed out again. And I've already spent a few days bummed out. So forget that. Back to what I was saying. But you don't know exactly how you how things change until your schedule is broken. When I was a little kid. And obviously, I'm in the entertainment business, if you can call this that. <laughs> Don't judge me. Uh, when I was a little kid, I used to read the little blurbs that came into the newspaper when they would talk about the new shows that were coming up and the new cartoons that were coming up. And I would read them and I would try to figure out which shows were going to stay on. Yes, I was that much of a nerd back then. I would try to see which shows were going to stay on and try to guess. And it was really weird because I started to really pay attention to show business. I used to write my little scripts as a kid and I used to have the recorders and I used to do all the voices and all of that kind of crap. And I'd watch entertainment tonight and I would see things like 
if there was a series that was on for a long period of time, I would see the entire cast and crew who are now all multimillionaires hugging and crying and carrying on, you know, people that you didn't, you would never think even cry like the rough or tough guy on the show. Who's like, hey, the show's over. <laughs> and he's going, dude, what are you crying for? You made a lot of money. You had a great time. Stop being a punk. Even back then when I was a kid, I thought, stop being a punk. I would see baseball players or football players who were great and they had a, 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 a you know a press conference to say that they were going to be retired and they'd be like, I'm in the baseball, football, hi. And once again, young me, what are you, what are you, a punk? You made all this money, shut up, punk. I didn't understand them because when you're seven, eight, nine years old, you haven't been on the planet long enough to really gain an attachment to someone outside of your family where you'd be broken up if they disappeared. When you're that age, if you don't see your friend for, you know, your Bobby's moving across town. Oh man, that's too bad. Okay, Bobby, bye. You know, I've seen that before. The, the kid's friend that they had friends for two years. Then the kid goes someplace. The kid has no concept of the fact that the kid's never going to see him again. They don't know, so they don't cry that much. Let's, let's keep it real. I mean, when you're a kid, you know what you cry about? When your parent takes your ice cream cone out of your hand. That's what you cry for. Let's keep it real. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Why you take my ice cream cone? You're going. I'm. I'm Remember, you just said you wanted sprinkles on. I'm trying to, trying to put sprinkles on. But you took it from me. You, you want, I mean, I have to take it from you to put the sprinkles on. Give me back my ice cream cone, you bastard. Did you? You're five. What? Did you just call me a bastard? Don't use that kind of language, young man. Well, I'm, oh yeah. Well, 42 years from now, I'm gonna make a living saying that word. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's 42 years from now, punk. Now here's your ice cream. And turn around and look that way. What for? So I can swat you in the buttocks for cursing. Swack up. That's disgusting, you bastard. <laughs> I'm going to talk about you in 42 years on my podcast. I don't even know what a podcast is. You will soon. Well, not actually soon. Probably 40 some odd years from now. I'll make you aware of it. But that's not the point, you old bastard. Okay, you going to take my ice cream cone again? Yeah, pretty much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your ice cream cone and you're going to have to sit on the couch for cursing. I probably should not have used that language. You really should, though. Oh. I now know that I need to keep my mouth shut and curse at you after you leave. And then I can have my ice cream and still have the joy and satisfaction of saying horrible things about you. You probably shouldn't have said that out loud because now you're not going to get the ice cream cone at all. Wow. I probably should learn now. This is a good time, even though I'm very young. This is a good time to learn that my internal dialogue should probably main be maintained internally. Very good. Okay. Hope you die. <sighs> Sorry, that was the last one. Yeah, I'm going to have to take that TV from you, too. Yeah. Hold on, Dad. Watch this. Yeah, I know that you're saying really, really horrible things in your mind, and um, you're really bad at hiding it, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take these video games, too. I, I know you just you just wish that I fall down the steps. I'm taking everything out of your room. How about that? Uh, I got nothing else, nothing left to take from you. What am I gonna do to punish the kid? I took all the television sets out. No video games. Oh my god, this is gonna be great. Um, watch your sister for a little while. No. <laughs> None of that happened. But what I'm saying is you don't really understand the concept of losing things. And I understand now as an older person, I understand why those people were crying. 
because they know they've built up a relationship with all of these people and they're going to disappear. You're going to know who they are, but these the closeness that you had, come on, they're going to go their separate ways the same way if you're brothers and you, one goes to college in this town and one goes to college in another town, you're going to build your life most likely somewhere near the college or go someplace else. You're never going to see your brother the same way again. You may make phone calls and all of that crap, but you're not going to see each other all the time, and that's sad. Right? And the people that are in those TV programs aren't even going to really realize and feel that they are no longer doing the television program until the, the next year starts. And there's a time period where normally they would start getting scripts in the mail and there'd be time to start memorizing the first script and there'd be time to start thinking about character development for the season and all of that crap. And now they don't have to do that. They go to the mailbox. There's no script in there. Why? Because there's no show, you bastard. The athlete doesn't realize he's not an athlete anymore, a professional athlete anymore, until the time of year comes when it's time to go to the gym and get your training programs and get your, your playbooks and all of that crap, and there's no playbooks and there's no training program. Oh, no, no. You don't realize what that something big happened until your routine is broken, right? Part of my routine when visiting my uncle was we I would go into Philadelphia, pick up some relatives and head on towards him and stop off at the Wawa. And for those of you that don't know what a Wawa is, it's a great store in the Northeast Corridor and, and expanding. Great store. Coffee, food and snacks and all of that crap. The best crap. And that was really the only time I really went to Wawa when I was going to see my uncle. And it was a Burger King on the way. And sometimes when I was hungry and I wanted to get something for eat for lunch and I wanted to get a Whopper with cheese like I used to do when I lived in California for old times sake. And guess what would happen? I'd get a Whopper once a month or somewhere around there. But there's no, I'm not going to be going there anymore. I'm not going to make that trip, which I hated in the beginning, which I started to like after a while. Nice scenery. Right. And it's not going to hit me until Monday, 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 when I get up and I realize, oh, not going there. Oh, oh. It's amazing when your routine is broken up, right? You break up with somebody in a relationship. Right. I never want to see him again. Oh, yeah. Or even if it's a friendly breakup. You know, it's just not working. I mean, let's just yeah. And she goes her way, or you go your way. Maybe you lived together, maybe you didn't. Right? You see something funny on TV, or watching it on the couch, and you just want to lean over and say, you saw that, right? But she's not there to hear that crap. Right? Something comes on TV that's romantic and you want to put your head on his shoulder and hug him and give him a kiss on the cheek, but his cheek's not there anymore. Oh, no. Right? You get in that mood where you want to boom, boom, jigga, jigga, boom, jigga, jigga, but they're not there to go, you can't do that anymore because they're not there. Oh, no. The only good part about it is when something positive comes after that, something that breaks up your routine in a good way, then all of a sudden, yay, right? You break up with them, you're getting used to being in the bed by yourself. And then the next, you know, you meet someone else and they're wonderful too, and then you ain't in the bed by yourself. Oh, yeah. 
right? You get used to going to that sporting event and hit, playing the game and camaraderie of the fans and the team and all of that crap, but you can't do that anymore. But you get offered a job on ESPN. Oh, yeah. That way you can make several million dollars a year without a 300-pound guy trying to hit you in the throats. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I really wish I could go back and do that show. That that show made my career. I was a man. It was great. A man back there. But what? Steven Spielberg wants me to be in a trilogy of movies called Big Hits. Forget that show because now you're making even more money. Well, I'll be happy to do that. But now, with my uncle being gone, you you miss that relative that's not there anymore. But guess who has a brand new grand nephew? This guy. And you know, hopefully, I'll be in a, uh, have the opportunity to go and visit him and check him out. You know, because that will be a break in the routine too. You know, another little baby, <laughs> another new human being to love. You know, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, that's a good break in a routine, right? Real good. Segment over. Folks, let me ask you a question. How many of you actually, 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 actually watch reality, 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 television, television, television? Let me, what was, what was that? You don't? You're lying. I know some of you do. I know some of you do. You ain't fooling me, you bastards. But there's a bit of a conceit with that, com- with that question. I should have said, how many people of you watch reality television on television? Because I know you watch it in real life because all life is reality television. Oh, yes, it is. And it's actually better than the crap you see on television in the first place. It really is. Because the stuff you see on television, see, reality television has been around long enough. Just like those singing programs like when American Idol was on. American Idol was cool when it came on, right? It wasn't self-aware yet. So when someone came on in American Idol and acted crazy, they were literally a person acting crazy. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch She Bangs, She Bangs, and all of that kind of crap. She Bangs, She Bangs. You know, the guy couldn't sing William Hung. It was fun. He he was just a, a nice guy who couldn't sing, and it was fun. People that came in there and they flip out on Simon, fun. They were really people who were really, really uh, upset. But then a few seasons later, people started noticing that the people who acted zany on American Idol in the beginning or acted zany on these reality shows genuinely started to get jobs, started to become getting commercials, started to get parts of movies. And all of a sudden, it wasn't just a genuinely interesting person with a, with a, you know, with a quirky attitude and a quirky voice and a quirky way of behaving. It became jackasses who were quirky on purpose. And all of a sudden, it wasn't fun anymore. Very similar to when your kid is very young and they do something and it's like, oh, that's cute. But as soon as they become 10, they do something very similar to what they did two years ago. And you're like, hey, punk, get upstairs for a kick in the ass. It ain't cute anymore, punk. Your age has two digits in it. Nothing you do will ever be cute again until your age has three digits in it. It was cute when you were seven. It ain't cute at 17, but it'll be really, really cute when you're 107. So you got a long wait, punk, before you're cute again. Now get out and watch the car punk (laughs) it's all reality television 
everything is. Why? Because we know too much crap about each other. Way too much crap. There's no secrets anymore. Nothing even. They should take the word secret out of the dictionary or put it in a dictionary of words that, that exist but don't really have a real meaning anymore. Right? Like public service when it comes to politicians. You know, they ain't serving nobody in the public, the bastards. But what I'm saying is reality TV is your life, man. Right? I mean, what's more fascinating to you? Keeping up with the Kardashians or some housewives of something, people you don't know, people you're not invested in, people wearing makeup, people in, the, in front of camera crews, people who you know damn well have a producer stopping and going, could you be a little more vicious when you hit her over the head with the bottle? Okay, and make sure you use the C word and stuff like that. And you, in fact, before you use the C word, I want you to walk over to her and use the N word, and then you use the C word. It'll be a big controversy, and then you know all of that. But it'll bring in big ratings, and I, you know, and we need you to do it. Okay, don't say the N word. I want just say something similar to it, but not bad enough to be the act. Because if you say the N word, your, your life's over. But but say, call her something that's very insulting. Be demeaning towards her, and make it a little bit racial, not too racial. Give you a enough plausible deniabilities so not as not to destroy your career and wreck the show but definitely dog whistle it up so she'll have a reason to crack you over the head with the bottle all right and action this is happening spontaneously really well maybe you should shine my shoes what did you say smash <laughs> you know that crap's contrived <laughs> But what's more interesting, watching these semi-famous people beat each other's asses on the, on a low-rated cable station channel crap or seeing what happens in your real life with your neighbors, your family and friends, people you actually know, people you know aren't being followed around with professional camera crews, people you know where there's no producer or director telling them to ham it up a little bit because ratings are dropping. This is stuff that's happening for real. People that you know, people that you know doing dumb crap and oh, it's more interesting. Oh yeah. I don't care about what the Kardashians are doing or the fact that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are arguing over who gets to put the last piece of, you know, who gets the last cupcake and the diamond crusted in the refrigerator. I don't care about that crap. But if I find out that my next door neighbor, oh, yeah, my next door neighbor, oh, yeah, wait a second. How come every time the husband leaves, the husband leaves, the mailman comes over and he delivers twice a day. Hmm? Why does he deliver 17 minutes after the husband leaves? Hmm? Why does he come back at four o'clock and delivers, delivers more mail? Hmm? How come he's delivering mail in his personal car? Hmm? How come when he comes out of the house, he's always buckling his pants and looking back and saying, hey, thanks for access to your vagina. And her going, hey, thanks for banging me because I'm mad at my husband, that bastard. OK, they did not say that part. OK, maybe they did. Isn't that more fun to watch, my friend? Mm -hmm. Isn't your window in your house kind of like a television camera when you see your, your some of your neighbors whooping each other's ass outside? Of course it is. Oh, yeah. I've had those neighbors before. I had neighbors behind my house who every, not to, not where I'm now, but, but back in the day, every single weekend, every single weekend. Did I mention every single weekend? I've seen people pull up in front of their houses, 
jump out of their cars with baseball bats and hockey sticks. And this ought to tell you how unique it is. A hockey stick. These were black people. Black people, even did, did, there's no hockey playing black people that I knew of back then, but his has had a hockey stick. And then people coming out of the house with baseball bats. One guy had a high lie stick. Another person took some skates and was swinging them around like Bruce, C, Bruce Lee nunchucks. And they were in the back of that house having the sporting good fist fight free for all. The funny thing about it was it was almost exactly the same time every week. I'm sitting there going, do you guys schedule the vicious ass whippings? Is that what's going on? I was upset by that. So upset that I made it a point to have my popcorn and pizza and soda ready to watch the fights. (laughs) Reality television. I guarantee you, if you saw those fights that was happening back and behind my house back in the day, I guarantee you if somebody was to film that crap, it would blow the doors off of any reality program that you have on TV right now. Right? In fact, it would be hashtagging the crap out of the fight. Black dude with a hockey stick, question mark, would be the number one trending topic if Twitter existed back then. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) But it's all reality reality programming, man. Think about it. You got your cameras on your phone, right? You can text everybody, right? I remember a group of friends on Facebook creating secret groups, and that was back when face, you know, I think still Facebook. I think you can still just add people to the group whether you want, to, whether whether you wanted to be in the group or not. And I got added to about five groups of people that I knew, and they were all they all hated each other. And I'm literally watching these groups trash the crap out of each other, tell each other's dirty, disgusting little secrets, and. All sorts of crap. I'm going to kick her ass next time I see her. Oh, yeah, I'm going to kick his ass. And I'm watching all of this stuff unfold. And I didn't want to let everybody know that I was part of these these groups. But then again, they added me without my permission. So a lot of the times what I was doing was when I knew fights were going were to start, I would manipulate the people, not in a bad way, but I would do things to make sure that they resolve their issues, that they didn't kick each other's asses and all of that kind of crap. And I realized I was basically the director of an anti-reality show. I was stopping all the stuff that would be a big hit if it was on a reality show. I was stopping ass whoopings. I was stopping all of this kind of crap. And then I realized, wait a second. Why don't I just sit back and let these jackasses destroy each other and just eat popcorn and dig it? That would have been a good thing to do, but I'm not that kind of kind of guy. But I've seen people also manipulate people for the bad. I was manipulating people for good reasons, and I saw people manipulate people for bad reasons. And I was one of the people that they were trying to manipulate. There was a person that was going around texting other people and relatives and saying bad stuff about me and people that I knew that was unbelievably untrue and 100% untrue. But what the dumbass didn't realize was he had actually added us to this massive list of people that he was trashing us to. And we're looking at this guy going, is this guy kidding us? Is this guy kidding me? This, this bastard is saying all these lies about us to try to get those people to not like us so they'll like him more. And we're watching him do it. But the funny thing was, and what people don't realize is, you talk to somebody directly. 
I can text 55 billion people immediately. So now we're all sitting around watching this person attempt to manipulate all of us while we all know this bastard is actually trying to manipulate us. And what happens? It's funny. We're actually enjoying watching this jackass and we're all kind of playing along. He doesn't realize he's trying to destroy these relationships and the jokes on his dumb ass. He doesn't realize it. And as Anthony doesn't really like you in the first place. Oh, he doesn't. Right. Oh, really? Oh, boy, I'm really good. You know what? I'm going to give as Anthony a piece of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, beep. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, he was just here talking some shit. Yeah. Did you give him the old, I'll, 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 I'm going to give him my piece of my mind thing? Yeah. Good, 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 good. April 1st is coming up, and we're going to have fun on April 1st. So this piece of crap spends months and months and months and months and months uh, trying to manipulate everybody, not realizing we're all watching him. It would be the equivalent of all the people on the reality shows right now watching us instead of us watching them. Them watching us and us not watching them. April 1st comes around and I'm going to jackass is going to show up at somebody's house to try to start more crap. He walks in the house. Surprise. It's a birthday party. We're all there. and We have a cake. And what's on the cake? Fuck you, Jim. Why does the cake say fuck you, Jim? Because, Jim, you are trying to fuck us all over and make us fight each other. And the whole time, jackass, we knew about you. Would you like some cake, Jim? Why don't you slice into the part where it says fuck? <laughs> Where you going, Jim? <laughs> ah, that's partially true. Um, we did have a friend that was trying to uh, <laughs> start fights with a bunch of everybody, and it was only five of us. And he's trying to—he was trying to break into the group of five. We were going to let him hang out with us, but he was one of those guys that can't stand happiness. <laughs> you know, he can't stand. Uh, a calm situation he didn't he was not a big fan of that he loved to have the waters be murky that way he can control people but we're all really really smart guys so he's doing this kind of stuff and he doesn't realize that we're really close we talk to each other all the time and he's doing this and he he says you know you know he doesn't really like you yes anthony i'm like oh that's oh really i didn't know that and then he leaves and i'm going what is this bullshit and the other guys call me yeah he Jim just said that you don't like me. What kind of bullshit is that? I mean, I know better than that. Yeah, I know. I mean, what's he talking about? So Jackass Jim shows up, and uh, we we were like, we got to shut this down. Let's wait till he shows up at the bar. He shows up at the bar. Lady comes up with a cake. We understand it's your birthday. I don't understand why they had us write this on the cake, but I mean, I mean, normally we don't write stuff like this on the cake. But and the cake comes to the table. It's got one candle in the top, and it says "fuck you, Jim." <laughs> What's with the cake? Dude, you've been sitting there trashing each one of us to the other ones. What's up with that? Get the fuck out of here. You don't even get any cake, punk ass. And then we enjoyed the fuck you, Jim cake. And we also enjoyed the fact that we would never see Jim again because we viciously murdered and dismembered him. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Jim moved to... um, <laughs> Jim moved to another uh, part of town, I guess. That's what happened to Jim, right, guys? No, we dismembered him. Remember, I'm, I'm recording the podcast. Oh, 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 oh! I didn't know you were recording. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Because I'm going to cooperate the bullshit since how we we murdered and, and, and chopped up. I'm still recording, dude. Oh man, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, we definitely did not murder and dismember Jim. Um, 
So whatever you do, please do not go to this location to look for the body. Shh. Fucking wrong with you. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, Jim moved to, I told him that Jim moved to another part of town. Yeah, whatever uh, he just said, that's what happened. Uh, I should leave now. I'm now going to leave the house and wipe off all prints inside of this house just in case something gets tied back to you. Dude. <laughs> hi, hi, guys. <clears throat> uh, the guy that I was talking about, Jim, uh, I mean, he, he was just kidding about the dis- I was kidding about the dismemberment part. Obviously, this is a, you know, a podcast where I tell stories about what happens in life, and hopefully you can relate to it, too. And occasionally, you know, I mix a little humor into the podcast and, you know, and that guy that really tried to destroy a lot, lifelong friendship just for, for the amusement of himself. And then we got him a kick that said, fuck you, Jim, on him. I mean, that that actually happened. But everything about us, you know, viciously beating him in the alley behind the bar and dismembering him and, and laying his the, that that of course that part was the, the joke. <laughs> um, you know, because I, I I throw jokes in there like that sometimes. So obviously, obviously that part. You know, if there's any anybody from law enforcement listening, I just want to let you know that that part right there was was all humor. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> and uh, you know, on, on whatever. It, um, anyway, reality television. Is um is 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 it's an interesting thing, and I and I personally am amused by reality television. I'm sure you guys are amused by it too. But like I said, man, we're all living in a reality television program, and um, I think what we need to do now is we need to we need to pull back a little bit, right? We need to not tell so much about ourselves. You know, it's okay to to live stream. It's okay to you know. Uh, you know, Periscope and all of that crap. That's great and everything. It's okay to tell people things. But, you know, the, the whole idea behind this is, is you know, you, you can't tell everybody everything. You should keep some things to yourself. It's great to, to share. You know what I'm saying? You know, but sometimes you have to keep things to yourself. You can't just give everybody everything. You know what I mean? You know? Like, like, say for the sake of argument, you have a bunch of friends at a bar, and a guy doesn't know is doesn't know when to leave you alone, and you viciously beat him up and dismember him and move him to, uh, it, I mean, hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, if you and your friends viciously beat a dude up and chopped him in little pieces, you know, and um, <clears throat> uh, moved him to, uh, 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 mm. oh, I might have to edit this segment. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna leave it there because if I edit it out, just in case. Yeah, but if I leave it in, it's, yeah, people. Yeah, you should probably leave it in, man, because you never know what happens, man, you know. You know, you might make a mistake while you're uploading it and then upload the wrong part, you know, and then it may, you know, they, I mean, people think things will get erased, but it's, things kind of last forever digitally. You might make a mistake or leave the flash drive with this segment on around, and then someone will hear it and they'll wonder why you cut that part out. So it would be better if you just put that part right into the show. You know, it, because it fits right into your your thing about, you know, real life being a reality television program. You know what I mean? Because then, you know, if you leave it in the show, then people will think it's joke and they won't realize that we actually did murder this guy and viciously. Oh, yeah, right, right. That we did not, we did definitely did not do that to that dude. And uh, he, he's alive in the well somewhere. <laughs> do you think laughing is helping this? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm laughing because of the ridiculousness of what we did to that guy. I mean, what we did not do, we we definitely, I gotta go, man. God, that guy's an idiot. So anyway, folks, uh, like I said, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we we did not uh, do nothing to that dude. I'm sure he's probably listening right now from the great beyond. I mean, no, no, great beyond, great beyond is, uh, 
is a city in Idaho because that's I'm sure I'm sure that's where he is. Great Beyond is, is not what you think. It's not. I'm not saying that he's dead and that he that he would only hear this in the Great Beyond being a dead person having been beaten and dismembered by. The Great Beyond is a city in Idaho or something, and, and that's from what I understand. People that have actually seen him still be alive, like alive still have seen him alive that I, I can't tell you the people that have seen him that they've actually seen him alive in the well and not viciously beaten and dismembered um I don't remember any of their names or what they look like so don't ask me to point you know to like if you wanted me you wanted me to prove that he was alive um you would say well tell me the person that, that saw him alive I, I don't remember their names or, or any of their physical characteristics but uh or, or anything about them so uh, you know so you're just gonna have to take my word for it <laughs> <clears throat> Um. Anyway, uh, folks, uh, like I said, uh, th- you you should you should you should not expose all information about yourself because sometimes you know, um, you know, people will find out things about you that you don't want them to know, and uh, it's always better to, uh, you know, keep that stuff to yourself. Segment <laughs> over. Well, folks, that's well as as we know. As I've stated and as I've tweeted, this is episode number 238, and this is the third anniversary episode. You know, and I was thinking about, you know, what I was really thinking about was putting on some clips and, you know, and here's a clip that was very popular in uh, in 2014. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Blah, Blah, Blah. <laughs> here's the story behind that clip, blah, 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 blah. And here's a little bit of that clip. <laughs> and then playing the clip. And I may still do something like that in the future. But I'll be honest with you, even though it's third years, it's kind of a big deal. Because as they said, when I started doing this, I was reading about podcasting and trying to figure out what it was. I mean, I knew generally what it was and how to do it and what the podcast universe was like and what people who podcasted were like and what the podcast audience was like and all of that stuff. And they always talk about if you do more than seven episodes, you're a real podcaster, you know, because a lot of people pod fade uh, before seven episodes, which is true. There's a lot of people that will do a few of these or do this for a little while and realize it's a lot more difficult than they think to stick with the schedule, to put the stuff together, to chop it, the editing and all of that crap. And they don't want to do it. It's a job all of a sudden. <laughs> right. And going, what the hell? I just wanted to get on there with a bunch of friends, uh, you know, uh, talk about random crap and then put the stop and then that's it you know and you can do that and you might go and listen to it but you can do that if you want to and 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 i meant this is episode number 238 and this is the third anniversary and it's really a, an interesting thing it's really weird how this parallels stand-up comedy in many many ways obviously the injection of humor into the stories and things of that nature obviously if you're doing stand-up you would push i would actually have it would actually be more punchline uh, dense instead of just telling a story and then adding humor to it it would be more punchline dense because that would be more of the goal instead of just to entertain and, and and have fun like that but the funny thing about it is now that i'm at year three it reminds me and it's very very similar to year three of stand-up comedy which obviously for me was several decades ago <laughs> all right because uh, when i by year three i was 19 going on 20 Okay, maybe 20, you know what I'm saying, to 20 years old. And that's really around the time when I really started to think, yeah, 
I'm actually good at this now. I'm getting good at this. I kind of can have some kind of control of the machine. I know what I'm doing. I know how to write jokes. I know how to structure an hour and something show. I know how to make the audience feel one way and then feel another way or do this and do that. I know how to get them to applaud. I know how to get them to, you know, I, I knew how to do these things. And it wasn't that I had completely mastered the craft or anything, but I had control over it. You know, like you're a good driver after three years of driving. You're not even really thinking about it anymore. But you're not as good a driver as you are th 27 years later. You're a much better driver 30 years after 30 years of driving. But after three years of driving, you know what you're doing. And I'm starting to get that feeling about this on my third anniversary. I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to get good at this crap. Because before, I was just kind of trying to figure everything out. What do I want to sound like? What, is that, what does this need to sound like? Hey, what is my audience like? Hey, I have audience in different countries now. What is that country like? And what about that, these people? And I'm starting to get the handle on, and I'm starting to feel like I'm getting good at this. You know? It's really weird. Because when you do stand-up comedy, when you do this kind of thing, you know, to me, the best way to do it is to just do things that you think are funny and try to bring other people, bring your audience into the world that you live into. You know, it's like it's like your, your humor is an amusement park or your humor is a restaurant where you have a, a meal made with your style. And hopefully the goal is to find people that like what you do not to try to do what you think they'll want you to do because you know if you're doing that you're in a you're in a state of chasing i'd rather invite than to chase you know it's the same thing with dating i'm not going to chase anybody i'm going to show you who i am and invite you to become a part of this and that's what I want to do with this podcast. And that's what I've been trying to do with this podcast. I'm not going to look at the trends and try to be what other people are doing. Not interested. Didn't do it with stand-up. Never going to do it with stand-up. And I'm damn sure not going to do it with this. But the thing about it, and sometimes people will write me and ask me, or, or if I run into somebody, they'll ask me about something that I said 194 episodes ago or 200 episodes ago or in episode 16 and I don't just to let you know I I I remember what I did meaning in my life but I don't necessarily remember exactly what episode it was on <laughs> okay and sometimes as I've already told people I have to change well I don't have to change things but sometimes I'll change things to you know, hide the identity of the person that I'm talking about, even though I have carte blanche when it comes to talking about people. Sometimes I will change the sex, change the location, change things about the story. So I'll get to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, but won't identify the people. And it's really weird that as I've been doing this for the, for the length of time that I've been doing it, the best way to put it is your cell phone. If you have a, a cloud service attached to your cell phone, you know, what happens is you start to stockpile a whole bunch of pictures and videos in your phone and you're just in the constant state of collecting pictures and videos and this and that. And after a while, it's like, I got to start putting these somewhere because they're sitting here and they're cool, but I got to do something with them. Now, with your cell phone, what you do usually is you have, like I said, some kind of cloud service attached to your phone. And what you do is you go, you go into the cloud service and you want to upload that crap. And it'll go, do you want to upload these photos? And you go, yes. And you hit the button and you upload some of the photos. And then there's another thing that says, free up device 
free up device or free up device storage and you hit that and it'll ask you do you want me to take the photos that have not been uploaded to the cloud and if they're uploaded to the cloud can I then erase them from your device this free up space and you go click yes and I'm starting to get the feeling that my podcast and my stand up more so right now the podcast is kind of like my life storage device you know it's like the life cloud device there's a whole bunch of things that happen to you that are kind of funny and kind of interesting and maybe some interesting things that have happened to you s anthony that you know other people might find interesting and maybe if you've resolved your problem and they have a very similar problem maybe they can look at the way you resolved your problem and maybe resolve their problem or at the very minimum realize that they're not alone in in, in having that problem but it's in your head right now. Would you like to upload them to the cloud, a.k.a. your podcast, so people can actually hear it and use it and enjoy it, maybe? Why, yes, I'll, I'll do that. Click. You would like to free up that memory space in your beautiful head? Yes, I would. Would you like us to erase the stories you just told? Sure. But that's kind of what happened. The second I take something that happened to me, something that happened to me in my life, it's in the back of my brain, and I tell the story, and maybe I put a little humor in it if there wasn't humor already in it. And thank thank goodness you guys like this stuff. It's Like I said, it's kind of like the, the, pod, the, the pod services that I use are kind of like my cloud service for life stories. And once they're out there for you to listen to, I kind of forget about them, you know. Because I know that sometimes like, people will write me and, I'll, and, they'll, and they'll be slightly disappointed if I can't remember the episode that is specific. Remember that time you talked about beautiful women and crazy cats? And I'm going, yes. What episode was that? Uh, you're probably going to have to Google um, crazy cats and beautiful women because I don't remember which one it is. I know it's like 130 something. I don't remember which one it is, though. You know, and they're like, oh, you don't remember? And I'm going, no. <laughs> I'm going, you know, I, did, I was like, I've done like 200 something episodes of this show. I mean, I don't remember. I remember living the life and the things that happened, but I don't remember what number. I don't remember when I was putting the podcast together, you know, what episode it is. But three years, man, three years, man. And this is this has been a really, really a fun three years doing this. I'm glad this uh, podcasting was invented. I'm glad that I uh, discovered it as something that I wanted to do. I'm glad that when I did decide to do this, I found people that actually like listening to my dopey ass talk about this crap, a.k.a. you bastards. And I'm really happy about the fact that not only is it is obviously the most popular places that listen to this podcast are places where I actually lived, you know, places where I actually lived for a long period of time uh, are the places where people listen to it the most you know there's obviously new jersey obviously philadelphia the state of pennsylvania the state of new jersey the state of new york the state of california places where i spend the most time obviously you know there's people more people listening there because you know i used to live there and perform there a lot but what's really really cool over the course of three years is i started to notice that all of a sudden i started getting people listening in the United Kingdom. And uh, I've never been to the United Kingdom. <laughs> right? There are people listening in Australia. Never been to Australia. There are people listening to, in Canada. Never been to Canada. Never been to France. You know, so 
or India or any of these other places that people are listening to this. By the way, shout out to all of you guys, all of my overseas bastards and my other North American bastards. And I didn't forget you, Canada. That's why I said what I just said. (laughs) And it's really cool, man, because now after this time when I've decided I'm just going to do my thing, man, and if nobody listens to it, that's okay, too. I just like doing it. I'm telling you, because in the beginning, the first few episodes, not a damn person listened to this crap. Nobody. And then all of a sudden, it started to trickle and trickle and trickle. And people started listening. I didn't have to compromise anything. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys for listening, especially, you know, the people that have been listening. There's some people that have been listening for three years almost, (laughs) you know, and, um, Shout out to you guys for being there first. And um, I appreciate you. I really do. My original bastards. So I just want to say um, once again to everybody, you know, thank you very much for the uh, kind words for the, you know, when they when you found out this was the third anniversary of this podcast, you know, it means a lot to me when people that I've never met you know, say, oh, this is the greatest, the funniest, the you know, great stories, smooth voice, you know, whatever, the, whatever cool things that people have said and some of that are even more complimentary than that that I'm not going to read. I'm just, of course, going to have them uh, tattooed across my forehead so I can impress women. <laughs> but it means a lot, you know, when, you, when you're doing your own thing and you're doing your thing the way you want to do it and you're trying, you're not trying to be like anybody else, you're not trying to copy anybody else, you just want to do your thing. And you find people that like what you do and really a lot of people love what you do and they mean that sincerely and they, you can tell by the way they write long letters and stuff like that and, you know, it means a lot. And, um, you know, I figured on this third anniversary, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted, I just wanted to, to again, just to say thank you for that. You know, it, it really does mean a lot, you know. When you have people that listen to you and you look at the people that listen to you or follow you and you realize that they, they are cool as hell and they're smart, awesome people, it says a lot about, you know, Maybe it says a lot about you, meaning me. It means that I am also very, very cool and very, very awesome. Um, yeah, because I, I, I had a, it's enough of me talking about how great you guys are. Let's let's talk about how incredible I am for a change. God damn it, you know. I mean, you guys are awesome and everything, but let's be honest. I'm a triple genius. You know. So what I need you to do instead of just listening to me and recommending me to your friends, I want you to continue to do that. I'm going to need you as a collective group to begin a cult of personality around me. Yeah. I've already named you sass bastards, and I'm going to need a whole bunch of you to tattoo that on on very, very sensitive parts of your body. Hashtag S-A-S in capital letters, then capital B, you know, and then the rest of the word bastard. I'm going to need a bunch of y'all to tattoo that on probably your cheek, the cheek of your face. Okay, that might be a little weird. I don't want you to lose your jobs just because you think I'm the best thing in the world. Um, okay, I changed my mind. I really need that devotion. Uh, but just use henna. But just keep reapplying a henna tattoo to the side of your face with a hashtag bastard 
and then, then you you know because you know I, mean, I know you may lose your job and maybe your families and stuff will think you're crazy but what's more important pleasing a guy you've never met whose voice you like or pleasing people you actually know or are invested in that's the kind of thing you're going to have to ask yourself okay who's more important your loved ones or a guy whose show you like okay i think it's pretty easy you tell your wife or your husband to shut their freaking mouth and then they help you apply the tattoo to your face and if your daughter, your son goes, Dad, you're scaring me. Why do you have a picture of that dude with sunglasses tattooed on your chest? You just say, hey, when you're old enough to understand the humor and the genius of this dude, you'll do it too. In fact, tattoo it on your kids also. I want them, I'm, I'm not going to stop doing this anytime soon, which means eventually I'm going to have to have new fresh young fans show up for the show. So begin indoctrinating your children so they could also become sass bastards and that's what i'm gonna need you know because this is just the third anniversary of the show you know i'm already a quadruple g see i just be became a quadruple genius in the middle of that sentence and by the time your kids are old enough to understand what i'm talking about and get the humor i'll probably be it'll be you know what are your kids five six you know, say 20 years from now when i'm still doing this crap you know we're on i'm on episode 16 gazillion I want them already indoctrinated. And I'm, in fact, if you have a baby right now, if any of you are having children, okay, male or female, doesn't matter. I don't discriminate you bastards. What I'm going to need you to do, and this is very, very important, and I'm not kidding, and damn it, you bastards better do it. And I'm talking to all of the countries. I don't, you do what I say, damn it, I'm more important than anything. What I'm going to need you to do is rename your children and i want you to name your children sass bastards okay now don't just use the sas bastards i want you to actually add this hat the hashtag and then to the front of the name and then when people go that's kind of a crazy name why do you have hashtag sass bastards as the name of your children i want when the person asks you that i want you to slap the crap out of them because if they don't know why that means they're not listening to me and if they're not listening to me they should be slapped in the mouth and then when they go, what the hell did you slap me in the mouth for, nigga? You, you look at them and go, you're not a sass bastard. You don't listen to the S. Anthony Says podcast starring the S. Anthony Thomas. They're going to go, no, not really. And slap him in the mouth again. And then while they're going, oh, my God, I can't believe you hit me. Damn it. Then I want you to, to get into a running position, running them at a high rate of speed, jump into the air to your horizontal and hit him in the chest with your feet, a.k.a. drop kick the bastard. So I'm going to need you to name your kids sass bastards. I know it's going to be weird with a bunch of kids running around with the same name. So what? What's more important, your kid having a future in a name that they can use as the, as, the, as the beginning of their life, a strong family name, a strong name that will help them in business, a unique name like that, or naming them after a random hashtag of a dude who show you like i think we know what's more important so if i don't see a whole bunch of kids named hashtag sass bastards i'm gonna be highly upset oh i said it and what i'm gonna start doing is i'm gonna use an entire segment of the show and i'm just gonna sit there and do this 
tisk 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 and you know the segments of my show can range anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes do you want to hear me do this for 15 minutes tisk 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 no you don't so get it done you bastards but anyway folks i want to say thank you very much for being loyal loyal listeners for this for this length of time and for bringing friends and family back to listen much love to all of you and I'm going to end this segment by saying I truly, truly appreciate you and have much love for you. Ha <laughs> ha, you bastards. <laughs> segment over. All right, everybody, let me ask you a question. Now, I'm a Seinfeld fan, not just of the standard, but also of the classic television program, 90s television program, Seinfeld. And one of the most uh, remembered episodes of Seinfeld was this episode called the, quote, Soup Nazi, unquote. And for those of you that have not ever seen the episode or are not familiar with the with the program, it was an episode based around a soup uh, a soup restaurant, more of a kitchen type restaurant. And the soup was so good and exclusive that everyone really needed the soup and was hooked on the soup and had to have the soup. And the person who was the proprietor was very very mean to the customers. Had brow beat them down but they really needed his soup and they wanted this soup and they loved his soup. And he would literally punish them for the smallest infractions by making them not be able to get his soup for a certain length of time based on how angry he was about whatever the infraction they, they committed. No soup for you. Come back one week. No soup for you for six months. That kind of thing. And it was a classic episode of Seinfeld. And it was very, very funny. And I know that there was, this was a real thing. But I'd never experienced anything like that until recently. The last time it snowed on the East Coast, which I think it was last year sometime. And uh, <laughs> it's a seafood place, as it turns out. Now, I'm driving home from someplace. It's, I stayed longer than I expected to. I was going to try to get back to my home, my home area before it snowed. But I, was, I got involved in some stuff and it started snowing and I go, oh, crap. So I'm going back, and you know, people are crashing around me, cars are slipping, and I'm going, damn, I wanted some seafood because I was going to go to a seafood place that was literally close to my home, but it was like 10, 12 minutes on the other side of my house. I would have to go past my home, go to that place, get the grub, and then go back to my home, and I wanted to get the hell out of there. I wanted to get the seafood. I just wanted some crab cakes, and I wanted to get them and eat them, and, and that's what I wanted, okay? I'm driving home, and I see a seafood place, and it's... And I walk in and there's a, a bunch of people in there. And I remember seeing it before and I'm going, this place must be popular. If people are out in the middle of this crap getting crab cakes and, and crabs and crap. So let me slide in there and get some crab cakes. I mean, I mean, cupcake of oh, crab cupcakes, get the crab cakes that I wanted. And then, you know, maybe, maybe get something else. I don't know, but whatever it is, let me get it and then get home. I pull there, I park, I walk out, I walk into the seafood place and it's a lot of people in there but they're very quiet and I don't know why. And quite frankly, I don't care. I just want to get my crab cakes and get the hell out of there. I walk up to the counter. Hey, what's going on? Hi. Uh, yes. I'd like to order real quick. Wait. Okay. And the guy's really not doing anything. He just kind of, it's, it's almost like he wants you to wait just because he can make you wait. Well, maybe he's doing something. I don't know. Maybe he's thinking about something. I don't know. Whatever. He waits about two and a half minutes. Comes back to the counter. Keep in mind, he, I didn't, he didn't really do anything. He just stood there. Now, go. 
okay, I would like to get a a couple of crab cakes and um some uh, some onion rings, you know, and uh, and whatever else I ordered. I don't remember what it was. Now, while I'm ordering here, somebody else has ordered and they order and sit down. And he tells me how much it is and he slaps the counter and goes, I forgot what the, let's just say $10. I don't remember what the hell it was. It was I don't think it was that much, but $10. And I'm looking, I'm noticing that the people next to me are ordering, but they're not paying. And I'm going, why are, are they ordering over there and not paying, but you, you're slapping the counter and you know, I got to pay up front before it gets, because I don't know you. Okay, you, you you know everyone over there. This is about you. Okay, I don't know you yet, and I'm and I'm going. So I go. I, 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 well, I don't know you either. And you touch. You're going to be touching my food. I mean, I don't. I don't mind paying. Obviously, I came in here to pay. I didn't come in and expect you to hand me, you know, free <laughs> free food or anything. I'm just I'm just wondering. So you're not going to pay. Yeah, of course. Here's the, here's the money. Here's the ten dollars right there. I mean, I, I and then he says some other kind of crap, and I'm looking, and he just won't let it go. You know, I'm just, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to leave, and he's drawing me back in that conversation with these little snipes and digs, and I'm sitting there going, and and, 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 I, and I'm sitting there going, ah. normally that kind of stuff didn't bother me, but it was just starting to get on my nerves, and I go, I said, look, dude, you're talking about trust here, like like I'm going to order and run out of here, and I, that's not going to happen. I mean, there's trust involved for my end, too, if you really think about it. Seafood is one of those foods where if you mess it up, you can make someone really sick. I'm trusting you with my gastrointestinal system. I'm not saying to you, hey, I'm not going to pay for the food that you make, the seafood, until I go home, eat it, and I know that it's passed through my body and I didn't get food poisoning. And then I'll come back and give you the money. I didn't do that. You know, can I just, you know, I mean, there's no hostility. I was just curious. You know, I didn't know if there was some kind of system going down. I didn't know. I'm, I, this is my first time here. Well, I didn't need to. You should have gotten a number anyway. I, I, if you would have told me to get a number, I would have gotten a number. I don't I don't understand. And the people are looking at me. You know, you know how people have that look in the face like, no, no, shh, shh, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, like stop talking to him. Just sit down and take your whipping. <laughs> right. Right. And and then as he's cooking the food, he's walking back and forth. And he's and I can and he's saying so. And he's he's still mad at me. You know, and literally all I said was, is it customary to pay for it? I'll, I'll do it. I, don't, I just don't know why. I mean, they're not. <laughs> it's just, you know, and the funny thing about it was because of what I do, every time something bad happens to me, at first I, mean, I might be a little annoyed, but then I started thinking, you just handed me some stories and, and some money, Jack Off. So whatever it is, it is. So I'm sitting there and I'm just. You know, I don't have my head bowed like everybody else. I'm looking at, you know, newspaper. I'm chilling and everything. I'm trying to talk to people. They ain't going to say anything to me. You know, <laughs> you know, people are going up to the thing, getting their food and looking back at me like, dude, you don't know what you just did. That's the, what their looks on their faces are. And I'm going, dude, it's it's fucking crab cakes and and, and onion, ring, onion rings and macaroni salad. And a soda. It's not life or death. They're looking at me like, like they're, they're literally as they're walking out, looking back at me like, like as like when they all leave, eight dudes are gonna come across the counter and kick the shit out of me because I asked a simple question. So I go up to the counter and everybody who's looking down is just kind of looking at me like, oh no, will this be the end of him? <laughs> right. So we get 
yeah, you see my crab cakes. And I go, yeah, can I get a couple of pieces of the uh, potato bread? And they're looking, and I look back at them, and they're looking at me like, oh, God, he's going to keep asking for stuff. I don't, oh, I don't know what's going on. This guy, this, this guy's got to calm down. I don't think he realizes what he's doing. <laughs> he gives me the bread. Here's the bread. Put the bread down. Put the bread down hard. Picks the crab cakes up, puts them on top of the bread. I said, oh, don't close the lid yet. Now what? So can I get a little? Uh, can I get some ketchup on the crab cakes? Oh no, no, you don't need that. I'll give you this. And he gives you these little, ke- you know, that little red sauce you get with crab cakes. And he puts it next to it. Puts a pickle in there and a macaroni salad next to it. And he's about to close it. I said, No, no, put ketchup on it. You want cr- ketchup on my crab cakes? And I said, No. He goes, Good, good. I said, No, I want ketchup on my crab cakes. Remember, you made me pay for them first. Ooh, you, ooh. <laughs> This guy's this guy's pissed off. <laughs> oh man! And the people behind me. Oh God! He's, he implied that the master's pa- crab cakes weren't perfect. We don't ever put anything on his crab cakes. We eat them the way they are, and thank God for him. And then he puts the thing down. He puts the tape on all hard. And I heard your crab cake right there. And I said, I said, you know what? Thank you very much. I'm sure these crab cakes are fantastic. You know, and I'm sure once I go home and taste these fantastic crab cakes. That uh, I'm going to be a, a lifelong fan of your food, just like everybody else here. And he looked at me, and he was trying to figure out whether I was being sarcastic or not. Let me give you a hint: I was, because I was never going back to that shit. But I just wanted to see how good the crab cakes were. If the crab cakes were all out of this world, I still wouldn't have gone back. Cause the guy's a dick. But I was curious, so I take the crab cakes home. I'm walking out, and everybody's looking at me like, he survived. He survived. I swear to God, when I'm and I walk out to my car, people are looking through the window at my car as if my car is gonna blow up. Cause like the guy went, listen, blow his car up, that bastard. And I pull off. <laughs> I go home. I pop the thing open. I put my movie in. I'm watching my movie. I eat the crab cakes, and they were some good ass crab cakes. But they were not as good as the ones that I got from the place that I always went. Ha, and I'm so glad. That was the first time I was actually hoping to be disappointed by something I purchased just to make a point. Now, if I'd eaten the crab cakes and the crab cakes were like the best crab cakes in the world, I still wouldn't have gone back because the guy was an ass face. But I would have been like, damn, that bastard. But I think deep down inside, Crab Cake Man knows there's a better crab cake place 27 minutes away from him. And if he doesn't know, I hope he's listening to this and I want to let you know, you bastard, that the crab cake place on the other side of my house, 11 minutes away from me, kicks your crab cakes ass, punk. And they're nice to people. Yeah. Also, fuck you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I said it. Crab cakes were good, but not good enough for you to be such a douche. Yeah. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 238 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, the third year anniversary of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Thank you very much for everything. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you next week. Please follow me on social media if you aren't doing it already. My personal Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The, the show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. The Instagram, surprisingly enough, S. Anthony Thomas. 
Uh, and I'm on everything re- regarding, uh, you know, listening to the podcast. The home base is S. Anthony says dot Podbean dot com because it's, it's hosted on Podbean. I'm on the Podcast Revolution Network. Support those shows, of course. Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play. I'm everywhere, you bastards. All you got to do is Google S. Anthony Says or Google me, S. Anthony Thomas, and you'll find me, damn it. Find me, follow me, rate me, and tell everybody you know about the show, you bastards. Much love to you all. If you want to email me, and I hope you do, it's talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o-s anthony at gmail.com much love to every last one of you and i look forward to the next three years of talking to every last one of you awesome bastards much love to you and it doesn't matter to me where you listen. I don't care if you're listening to me in your car, in earbuds, while you're on the treadmill, while you're on the lawnmower, while you're walking down the street. Just know that I love you. I love being in your ears. And in the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.